0: everyone welcome to another episode of the fox 12 weather podcast this is episode 40 i think on episode 50 we should do something special i'm joined by camilla Ortiz. hey camilla hello and our chief meteorologist mark nelson hey mark i wonder if i could
1: get the company card and uh we could do like a lunch podcast at a very expensive <gasps> fancy midday diner Yes. Yeah,
0: you know what i was thinking something similar it would be fun to do a live podcast somewhere um, that I don't would know be how. really fun not sure how we could pull that off, but we have, you know, I think 10, nine more episodes after this uh, to plan. So sure,
1: we'll, we'll think about it.
0: Yeah, we have plenty of time. Yeah, especially since we only put these out every few weeks or so now, but hopefully we can increase the frequency of podcasting. Um, you know, we have a lot to go over since it has been a few weeks. We're gonna be talking about summer 2022 or 2022 we'll go over some of the details as we finish things up some would say it's fall and some would say it's not fall so camilla (laughs) will be starting that that little debate um we we definitely want to talk about uh, what happened around labor day with that east wind and that huge plume of smoke that brought back some memories of 2020. Uh, we're also going to go over la nina this could be a triple dip La Nina, meaning we could go three straight years with La Nina uh, conditions and how that may impact our weather during the wintertime. Plus, we're going to be talking a little bit about the forecast. We're going to be cooling down this weekend. It's definitely going to be feeling like fall out there. So Mm -hmm. let's get started. Uh, I know, Camilla, you have some of the summer stats ready to go. Mm -hmm. It was, well, let's talk about August. August was quite the month in terms of heat. Mark and Camilla, what are your thoughts?
1: I've got August, Camilla. You got summer all covered, right? I'll, yeah, I yeah, do yeah. August. There we yeah go. We do August. Yeah, do August. This is a split duties here. Um, yeah, August was the hottest on record here in Portland, is that, if I recall correctly. Let me pull up my numbers, of course, from the Mark Nelson Weather Blog, right? Um, a staple. Yeah, August. Yeah, stable. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was our hottest August on record here in, in the Portland area, and, and, and in fact, most area, most parts of Oregon, it was the hottest on record. Um, and it was nice. I know we're going to jump into fire weather uh, in a few minutes, but um, it was nice that we didn't have too much fire action all the way through the end of August, even though uh, most, for most areas, I think July and August was the hottest on record here put together. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of that was because of the warm nights. Right. I mean, it just yeah. never ended. If, if you didn't have air conditioning in Portland this summer, it was just terrible with so many warm nights. But uh, just looking at the numbers here, I was thinking uh, I've got Portland, Redmond. Salem and Astoria. It was the hottest or warmest August on record. I hesitate to call Astoria hottest on record. That doesn't, doesn't seem right. right, does it? <laughs> um, and I think that's most interesting about Astoria because clearly there's no urban influence at Astoria. You guys know the, the Astoria observations are taken at the airport, which is kind of on the flat area as you head from downtown Astoria. Uh, I think you um, I think you cross Young's Bay Bridge there. It's kind of out there, so um, that's a pretty warm air, ma- uh, warm air mass much of the summer, much of well the summer, but August, and then to, to have it that warm out at the coastline is pretty amazing. Uh, Salem's records go back to the late eighteen hundreds, and it yeah. was not only the hottest August in Salem, but it was the n- number two to number three hot month. I think it tied. Mm. So hot, hot, hot. That was a big story. It was so consistent, wasn't it, guys? Just it, well, just it just never stopped.
0: We we were kind of touching on the warm sea surface temperatures the anomalies going on in the eastern pacific and Mm -hmm. with that that warm that warm air kind of moving right over into into, you know our coastal communities inland Mm -hmm. we had so many warm nights and you you mentioned that contributed to uh, these record warm you know months and things like that um that certainly didn't help and i remember you know this past weekend um with that offshore event uh it wasn't just warm, some areas stayed above seventy and you know, we talked about how people don't have AC in many spots of Portland and our in our metro area, but the coast, I mean, very few homes have A C so that yeah. that's especially that's right. rough. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, the sea surface temperatures, the, the warm sea, did, did not help the situation.
1: That's true. So I did August, and camilla, Camilla's camilla got the summer numbers, so she's she's going to dig deeper and go farther back in time, right?
2: Yeah, so overall, uh, measuring, of course, at PDX, third hottest summer after 2015 and 2021. That was the same for Salem. Eugene, fourth hottest summer overall. Uh, so really, it was just, I mean, no matter where you look in the interior valleys, it was mm-hmm. just, it was a toasty one.
1: And I think if you look at the map, was I think in August, I guess I was thinking just uh, August itself, not to go back to August again, but Mm -hmm. um, uh, east side was more of an anomaly east of the Cascades because they were just under that hot ridge so much more often in in late July and August. I did notice that.
2: Yeah, Yeah, it was hot. Yeah, and you put, uh, I'm seeing on this little uh, handy dandy note that Mark uh, wrote for me. Thank you, Mark. Uh, Oregon, does it say fourth (laughs) hottest state as a whole and then Washington fifth hottest summer? Does that I don't, right? I don't know. I can't read my own writing. I can't either. That's why I was asking you.
1: <laughs> I bet it was fourth and fifth. I think that that's That sounds right. about right. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like something I would have said, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, means. above average for sure. Can I did imagine, notice. We, yeah. Go ahead.
0: I was going to say, can you imagine if we had something like a record dry spring like in previous springs oh. leading into the summer, what yeah. that could have done to fire? I mean, I think the saving grace was the fact that we had such a, a wet spring and everybody, mm-hmm. I know everybody was, they were thinking, where is summer, when, it is arri- when is it arriving? But I think, I mean, that, that definitely contributed to our lack of fires this summer, which was very helpful.
1: And still, I'm always amazed, even though I, I spent almost my entire life here, I think I spent like one or two summers. Yeah, I spent two summers not in the Pacific Northwest when I was really young, like five and six. But every, every other year, I've always been amazed, even as a meteorologist too, that we can have rain, rain, rain. I mean, I remember we couldn't, remember in the spring, from late March all the way through mid June, we couldn't even get three dry days. I remember making a graphic like, hey, we're gonna actually have three guaranteed dry days. That's crazy. Yeah. And then we get to mid June and it's like, we can't even get one or two days with measurable rain. It's always amazing how it shuts off. It typically comes back on slower. You know, we start to get some showers in September and then more in October and then it really hits in November. But um, we usually don't have it just turn on suddenly. But, boy, I'm always amazed that it can turn off like that so quickly. It's like the jet stream, you know, which is aimed at us, you know, all through the spring and little lows are going by and whatnot. And it just lifts far enough north that suddenly it's like we're out of the fire hose and that's it. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, I was bragging to my wife like our grass is so green so late. I was taking pictures and comparing them to previous years (laughs) thinking this is going to be the year where my grass stays green through summer. And then (laughs) (laughs) the faucet turned off and it just (laughs) died and it's been dead. So,
2: yeah, that's why we're putting in turf in our backyard. (laughs) Wait, turf, you mean like fake? Yeah, like AstroTurf, but it looks very realistic. Yeah, a lot of our neighbors actually are, are doing that. It's like the new thing.
0: I'm going to try to ask this question without getting too graphical here. Um, you have two large dogs. How, yes. how is, are you going to let oh. them do their business out yes. there? And how do you just hose it down? Like exactly? Is that yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you where just pick it up. Pick well, it yeah, up. Where does like it normal. go?
2: I, well, it's still so you, you, you still into have water yard? that's seeping through. No, no, no. You're still getting drainage there. I mean, you're still oh, it's porous. Yeah, it's still porous. Oh. So you're still getting that seepage into the earth underneath it. Um, but yeah, you just you essentially just hose it off. Oh, good yeah. for
1: you guys. Yeah, that's interesting. So, and you know, but other other neighbors have done it, huh?
2: Yeah, and uh, one of our good friends. I mean, it looks really good. They've gotten so good about making turf look. Re- I mean, you would not know it was turf unless you really? went and like touched it. Yeah, it's that's kinda it's kind of crazy. Yeah. So I'll send you guys pictures once it's done.
1: Yeah, and then all you right. don't have to spend all that money watering it, exactly. and fertilizer, and all that stuff. Yep. Well, that's a good idea, and it's probably not a huge... I'm guessing you don't have, like, a half-acre No, oh my gosh, our yard our
2: yard is small. tiny, and we just put in, like, patio pavers, so we've got that on one half, we'll have the turf and some planter boxes on the other half, and boom, it's oh, done. Yeah. yeah, that's that'll,
0: great. If yeah. you ever have a mole mound problem, that'll solve that quickly.
2: Mole mound?
0: Yes. Uh, Mark, do you get the mole mounds in your backyard oh, ever?
1: Oh, a battle. I, in fact, I had to buy the... Um, what is it called? The yeah i've i've had a battle I've used different kinds of traps yeah moles uh like gophers have gophers just have open holes moles right. shove all the dirt up and it looks like a little volcano and maybe oh. like ten of them all over your lawn oh it's a big Camilla, thing in
0: the it is awful and you know oh it's a battle gosh. yeah they they'll just come through tunnels and uh you know mark <laughs> we have this big ponderosa pine in the backyard it's sure about, uh, it's it's over a hundred feet tall it is huge and we had a tree specialist come in the backyard one time this was six months ago or so and he looked up and said i would like to make you an owl box and we started discussing the mole mound problem and he said that'll solve that very quickly because they'll just you know hunt those guys down really well and i thought this was a great idea and then the next day you know pepper is just laying basking out on the deck and i'm thinking to myself we do not need an owl in our backyard <laughs> just dive what could, bombing what pepper? could possibly go wrong here yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyways we've, we've definitely uh got off topic here so okay um we've kind of touched on summer heat and by the way i think a lot of us are ready for consistently cooler temperatures although i don't Mm -hmm. know if many people are ready for the big switch back to gray season but Mm -hmm. um we got to go over what happened during this past labor day weekend we were anticipating this or the weekend after
1: right
0: oh what it was the weekend after labor day i
1: know i was thinking the same thing jeff it was actually last weekend right
0: Yes. Just pa- this past weekend, yeah. Okay, yes. yeah, that's yes. correct. Yeah, you're right. Um, sorry. No, that's uh, okay. I was at the uh, I was at, in Seaside with the sandcastle contest, and I was thinking, I don't know why I was thinking Labor Day, but anyways.
1: Because um, two years ago, it's the same thing happened on Labor Day. That's Right. What thinking, very,
0: right? very, yeah. very similar timing, just a week yes. apart or so. So we we were anticipating this big east wind. We knew we didn't have as many wildfires burning in the Cascades that we did um, back in 2020. But my goodness, it's just amazing, even with n- not as strong of east nice wind event, what that did to the Cedar Creek fire and what yeah. kind of plume of smoke ended mm-hmm. up, you know, spreading across northwest Oregon and southwest Washington. Can you think of a place on the west coast, maybe aside from British Columbia, that can see such a drastic change in air quality so quickly due to one wind event? I mean, it's it's just mind boggling to me.
1: It's amazing how that thing grew. That fire grew from, I think it was 18,000 acres when I left on Thursday or Friday. Yeah, Camilla, we were talking about it, I think mm-hmm. on at the end of that week. And then by Sunday or Monday, for sure, it was up to about 90,000.
2: Yeah, so I remember one of the- Huge increase. One of the weekend, I can't remember if it was the Saturday or the Sunday, but I remember putting in the weather, uh, you know, hit that it doubled in size in 24 yeah. hours. I mean, it was crazy.
1: It was more or less like those firestorms we had two years ago during the Labor Day event, but uh, just in one spot.
2: Yeah. It,
0: I I think like you know we're gonna be looking at these these events, pre, you know previous events, smoke events, fire fire events, and um, I, I I think our fire smoke forecasts, our graphics handle smoke pretty well. Yeah. But they ten, but they we we've got to remember for future events they do underestimate when this east wind comes that dry east wind the smoke is just it can be out of control very quickly um -hmm. and what it does to our temperatures can it it can be very drastic i mean we we tend to over forecast which is okay um i would rather we forecast warmer temperatures and then it ends up cooler um Mm -hmm. it affects less of the population but my goodness just great learning lessons and hopefully you know we're prepared for the future because I think air quality will be a big concern. Wildfires are going to be with us for years to come. I think we know that, but man, those, those East winds, when they arrive before the fall rain, it can be, it can be a big problem.
1: And last year, you know, every year we get the East wind at some point, it reappears. Um, and most, I'd say most years it, it shows up after we've had some showers. Like last year was not an issue at all. We didn't have any significant smoke at all in April, in uh, August or September. And actually this year, I guess we got by with only what, two to three days. It showed up Friday. It was, pretty thick saturday sunday and then it was gone by monday pretty much mm-hmm. so luckily
2: we only had a few days this year that's yeah sort of good news i suppose right and the, well and the, the big point we were driving home right was that it was our first big east wind event of the season but yeah. i guess my question is do we typically see more than one of those during the quote-unquote dry season or do we typically only get kind of one
1: I got a couple thoughts on that. One is, um, it is, it was actually a little delayed. Sometimes in August when we get like the hot weather, we will get some lighter Easterly wind, you know, where gusts to like 30 at PDX middle of one day, but, but not the stronger stuff in the foothills. So it's not unusual if we would have gotten something a little bit earlier, but it'd be a little lighter. Um, but stronger like this. I mean, this is probably, I'd say every other September it's this strong,
2: okay.
1: But probably more than half the time when it does that we've just had showers recently. And in fact, often, East wind is going to come with a trough that passes by over us or right, to the east. Right. And so a lot of times those east winds will follow a cool, showery pattern that we just had. Uh, or at least a cooler sense. pattern. Yeah. Because cool air is dipping down to our east.
0: We, we were pretty lucky that during our, our heat waves, the vast majority of them did not. Uh, we're not accompanied by an east wind event. Um,
1: uh, I'll tell you this. I, I've never seen in, in midsummer, like July and the first half of August, I've never seen. We, we've never had a strong east wind during that time you know where it comes down into the valleys and is strong i don't think that ever happens that, that i've seen
0: cool. um yeah it, so that that was and mark you you wrote up a great blog post comparing kind of like giving us similarities and differences between the 2020 east wind and sure this year's east wind event and when i say east wind yeah. event i mean the one that arrived before the fall rain
1: of course the biggie was the Public safety power shutoffs—we'd never had Whoa, those yeah. widespread in the past. So that was a yeah. big topic of discussion, of course. So PG ended up in the end; they actually added a few spots that they didn't have under their. Like I'm in one of those locations. One of the it was announced way back in the spring, you know. And then they sent us emails and you know whatnot. And um, that was about that's about thirty thousand PG customers are in those official spots. But during the event this time, they added a few extra spots, like Silverton above, I think above Silverton and some other spots. So um, I think PGE at the at the peak. Correct me if anybody saw the numbers, but it was about forty or forty-five thousand were out during the big event two years ago during Labor Day. During that, that was an actual windstorm. Um, during that event, there were eighty thousand out. Only maybe ten thousand of those were planned. So you can see how much more damage and trees and you know how many more issues there were during that event two yeah. years ago. Just those numbers show you that there was there was a lot more uh, unplanned outages. Let's yeah. say.
0: Since we're on a podcast and we can talk a little more freely, boy, sure. the na- the naming of uh, the different communities and regions for <laughs> for PGE. That yeah. I, I think we spent more time explaining that on Good Day Oregon. And thank thank you, Mark, for creating that little last minute snippet graphic oh, where you, gosh. You, you you highlighted it with like uh, the snipping tool on our desktop and you showed oh, gosh. how I mean the I, I don't know what why they didn't consult with maybe a local about how to name the coast range. They were, they were calling it the West Hills, the Southwest Hills, the central West no. Hills. But I mean, everybody locally knows the West Hills as one thing. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that Camilla is were,
1: the, <laughs> I remember Camilla and I were working that. I, I think you had left, maybe you had done like the noon four and six or something like that, that night. But they, they, um, for some reason they suddenly needed to use these names in the newscast. And I remember hearing it, and I think it was our Steph reporter, Steph, Stephanie stuff Stephanie Domarot was like, so in the Portland's West Hills, but in, and I think at that point we didn't understand. And somebody said in Portland's Northwest Hills, but in the Southwest Hill, the South Hills, <laughs> oh my and gosh. then the Western Hills. I knew something was wrong. It's like something is not right here. When I went and looked, sure enough, it's just for their internal naming of P, for PGE. They were like, oh, look at our service area. Here's three different Western Hills locations. Well, those are the foothills of the Coast Range that they're calling the Northern West Hills and the Western West Hills and the Southwestern West Hills. And then you see this little purple dot. Oh, those are the actual West Hills in Portland.
0: Well, and they did a great job with the oh. East side. They were, you know, Columbia river, Gorge, Mount hood, Corridor, Esticada, yeah. Oregon city. Yeah. It's like, uh, Great job over there, but what were you thinking? I'm I'm sorry, and if you're if you work for PGE, I, I don't mean to criticize you too harshly, but from a <laughs> communication standpoint, Jeff. we had a really difficult time with that.
1: Yeah. Tomorrow morning, somehow Jeff is going to discover his power is off, but only for him and no, none of his neighbors. <laughs> I wonder I wonder why.
0: Uh, I can you do said too much. Five minutes? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so I
1: hopefully, think... you know, they have all next winter. They have all this winter to do that. And, and let's be honest. Um, as soon as we get showers, this is not going to be an issue. Like I would be somewhat surprised if this happens again. Well, actually, I guess if we had an East wind episode in the next 10 days and it still doesn't rain in late September, it could happen again. If right. They do a plan to shut off. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this is probably going to happen like once every other year, but yeah. they have, you know, the cool season and the wet season that maybe they could give those little better names. Maybe. Yeah. Please. I think- PGE, please. <laughs>
2: We'll, we'll I will commend them for changing their map, though. Remember when they changed the colors? It was so much more clear when they went to that like black and the white purple. and pink. Yeah, instead of the, I, yeah, it was it looked a little oh, crazy. The drama before. that night. Friday yeah. was full
1: of drama. Yeah. News drama and. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yep. <laughs> we made yes. it through though, so we made it through. There were no big, no fire, no significant fires were started in Northwest Oregon or Southwest Washington. Mm-hmm. I mean, near McIver Park, I think that was twenty-five acres. Yeah. And I'm yeah. sure it looked impressive as it was burning up the slopes in the dark, but still 25 acres. So that's good. Yeah.
0: Although those folks in Clackamas County had some flashbacks. So I I, sure. I commend the firefighters. I'm glad they got it contained because that could have been a big problem very fast. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we've got a cool down coming this weekend. A... Pretty impressive little trough will be dipping south out of the Gulf of Alaska between Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. By the way, we're recording this podcast halfway through the month of September, September 15th.
1: That's right. And
0: mm-hmm. um, Which tends to be kind of a turning point at some in some years. Um, so this weekend, we've got this cool system, although I will say it's going to be more so kind of like focused right offshore of the Pacific Northwest. It's not really going to swing through. It's going to be California. dipping south yeah it's gonna Mm -hmm. it's actually gonna bring a nice dampening rain in a a slow I would say a a rain that will slow down fire season a bit in northern California Um, unfortunately we're probably not going to get as many showers up to the north we do have a chance of showers from what I was seeing earlier today it seemed like the best chance would be coming Saturday afternoon into Sunday early morning what did you guys see in the models later on
2: yeah, All right. when I was looking earlier today before the noon, uh, that still seemed to be holding true, but it looks like models are wanting to put more of those shower chances to the south of us. Like it looked like Eugene had a better chance of yeah. seeing a shower than Portland did. There's kind of a, just a dry spot around the metro area.
1: I, I was just making the forecast. I wouldn't be surprised if we stay dry this weekend, except yeah. there's kind of this um, 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 wrap around moisture that wants to come up at us Saturday night and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, from as a low, basically an upper level low is cutting off down, sitting over California for a whole bunch of days, and so we we might get something out of the south out of that. Maybe I think eastern Oregon has has a better chance for showers, but I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if parts of the metro stay dry this weekend.
0: Yeah, and the yeah. Central Oregon Cascades could definitely get their first little decent sure. snow. The snow level will be dropping, from what I saw, down to basically as low as six thousand feet, and um, we might get our first little mark. This is a Markism, by the way. Our first termination dust, maybe, on Mount Hood.
2: Oh, wait, what? I think wait,
1: this that's is the Alaska. first time I'm
2: hearing this. I, I
1: got that from Alaska. That's what they call it up there.
0: Termination oh, well, dust? I got it I yes. got it from Mark. I didn't get it from Alaska. I, I Well that's but, yeah. where I got it. <laughs> okay, wait, fair enough. <laughs> wait, explain uh,
1: what that is. Mark? Let me say that again. Oh, termination dust. Yeah, that's they call in Alaska, it's like the first, you know, dusting of snow on the mountains, like above Anchorage or wherever. And it's like, okay, this is a termination of summer. Summer's over. Oh. Winter's coming. And it's, you know, it looks like a dusting of frosting of, you know, like Mount Hood the first time in September, October when it clears up after a system goes
2: through and it's like, hey, Mount Hood's all white again. White, that makes white. a subtle dusting sound so much more intense. Termination oh, yeah. dust. Oh, Termination yeah. dust. Wow. Okay.
0: I saw, I saw Mark post that like in 2019, my first year here, and I was like, yep, that's that's the term right there. <laughs> okay. Holding on to that one. Um, so I, I showed the snow level forecast and maybe a chance for a little dusting or a wintry mix around Timberline and certainly elevations above that. And sure. somebody, somebody commented on my Facebook post, Mark, and said... Mark has this jingle that he brings out every year related to snow on Mount hood. And they, they didn't want to, they didn't want to write it out or record it and say it. They wanted, they wanted to hear it straight from you. And I, I felt like there was no better place than our podcast for you to, I don't know, sing it. I don't know. What? I don't even know what this jingle is. <laughs> I have no idea what that is.
2: <gasps> what? what? They wouldn't oh. just make this up, Mark. Come on. Think what harder. Do you mean a Jingle. I don't sing it for one.
1: I don't sing anything. and I've never sung anything on TV. I'm Wh- going What to are, the are they talking about? Right now. Oh, oh I don't know what th- Wait. Oh, oh. Uh, it could be, but this isn't I wonder if they mean <laughs> the thing I say every year with the, the old saying of like October snows, October snow comes and goes, November snow stays and grows. Is that what they mean? Maybe. In the mountains cuz it doesn't really stick around at first.
2: I don't I think, think I think you need to sing it to really yeah. have the full effect.
0: I don't think where's so. Your, where's oh. your banjo?
1: <laughs> are you saying cuz I live in the country I should have a banjo? You
0: don't I don't think I that's not. a little uh no, I'm not. <laughs> what is that? My mean? dad plays My father plays the banjo. Come on. Oh, Come okay. on.
1: Um yes, yeah, so I'd like to know what this jingle is too. Make sure you ask that person say what what jingle are you talking about?
0: Oh yeah, I will. I'm going to follow up. We may have to make this like a news story. I might get a, yeah, I might Please to do cuz or to reach
1: I'm out. stumped. Well, uh. that
0: was that was that was hopefully the big the you know <laughs> the big hurrah at the end of the podcast. That that blew up in my face, so That's disappointing. Thanks. Yeah. wow oh, well. okay rah, how about rah, this
2: uh, well since we're talking about fall and cooler weather you know temperatures in the 60s this weekend what are mm-hmm. your guys's favorite kind of fall things
0: oh Jeff? definitely the foliage 100 uh, there's there's a stretch of i don't know what kind of what kind of trees they are but they're on uh basically at the corner of twilliger and barber in southwest portland they always turn you know orange yellow before all the other trees do in our mm. neighborhood and they are, they are turning colors already, and it is, it is fantastic. So that's my favorite thing about Portland. And I think that's because I grew up in the desert southwest. We, we had, oh. like, two seasons. We had the hot season and the not-so-hot season. And mm. <laughs> I, 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 never, I never really got to experience, like, fall foliage, you know, on okay. a yearly basis or every year. So th- that's my favorite part, uh, aside from PSL. No, I'm
2: oh, okay. Wait, you said mm. you had never tried a PSL. Yeah, I, I think Let's I've tried. Let's be transparent it. No, here, no, Jeff. No, no,
0: no, no, no. I am joking with you, Camilla. Oh, joking. okay, okay, okay. I, I think I've, I think I've had it once, and I just remember it being very sugary, and that may have been like oh. four years ago. But
1: PSL, please define. For some people, who might not Pump- know.
2: <laughs> Pumpkin spice latte. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> um, Jeff, you know you can like alter the number of pumps that you're putting in there, right? It doesn't have to be like full yeah. sugar.
0: I actually learned that from Mia Villanueva today. Oh. That she, you can pump things into Starbucks drinks. She has like this 10 minute long yes. order that she gives. And it's, anyways, <sighs> really? that's a It's yeah. Uh,
2: Oh, yeah, Mark, have her repeat it for you sometime. It's outrageous. It literally yes. goes on for two straight minutes. Those poor it's, baristas.
0: Yeah. I know, I know. I, I can't imagine what it's like to be a Starbucks barista. But um, yeah, that's good to know, Camilla. I will approach Starbucks differently when yeah. thinking about PSLs. What yeah. are your guys' favorite parts of fall?
2: Yeah, Mark, you go.
1: Um, I'm not a big
2: fan of fall.
1: I like spring <laughs> really I like spring and summer. I like, okay, I'll tell you that, okay, when we, because people have this romantic notion of fall west of the Cascades in Oregon and or Washington, like, oh, I love the crisp fall days, the, the sunny <laughs> this and that, and they're, they're imagining this Eastern USA, like sunshine and crispy leaves, crisp leaves stuff. Good good Lord, folks. I mean, it's October and November. Most of the time it's gray. It's kind of drippy. The leaves are soggy. They jam up the drains. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just don't have such a romantic feeling of fall growing up here and living mm-hmm. here. Now, when we do have the sunny days in the fall and the fog doesn't linger half the day and it, the leaves are kind of crunchy, that is pretty cool. I do like that part of fall with the sunshine. But, man, I, I, I'm not a big fan of endless days of gray.
0: I yeah. am offended. <laughs>
1: Well, I think you. I think there is this romanticized view view of what what fall is west of the Cascades uh, in our area, and I don't think it's. Uh, we could keep track of how many gray days and how many sunny days, but I'm pretty sure that it's. We have a lot of days where it just kind of is gloomy and it's getting darker, and <laughs> I'm getting dark, and yeah. Just...
0: <laughs> that is coming from a true Pacific Northwesterner, right there
1: yeah well I, b- but it i makes prefer for- winter more I, i'm a bigger fan of winter yeah i don't like it cold but i'm a bigger fan of like let's just get on with the wet stuff and, and have the stormy stuff and have our fun with the snow and the and the storms and the flooding yeah. and whatnot and then get on to spring that's fair
2: i look it's forward weird, to yeah. i look forward to october because that's when all of the great um horror genre shows and movies are coming out on netflix True. and other streaming services so i get Good. really
0: excited are you excited I can appreciate about the that. Are, Camilla, are you excited about the new Hocus Pocus that's dropping next month?
2: Obviously, obviously. Have but you, have, there...
0: you, have you watched the trailer? No. Um, don't watch the trailer. It's extremely disappointing. I'm. I have. I had high hopes, and now I have low hopes for this. This second. The
2: yeah movie. I mean you, you 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 get such like a cult classic like hocus pocus like it's not the sequ- whatever they're doing is not going to be as good as the original so I get much more excited about like original oh like there's this new horror show or you know that that's what excites me
0: okay fair enough yeah
2: yeah Drew Drew Reeves and I both really like uh the weird
0: twisted scary stuff my wife well, I used to like that to too them, yeah so. yeah hmm. what what are your favorite horror movies Number one. Oh
2: oh my gosh, you can't put me on the spot. There's so many good ones. Um, (laughs) The Witch is a classic. Have you seen that one?
0: Not The Witches.
2: No. Uh, Never heard of it. The Witch. No, The Witch. Yeah, it came out in 2015. Um, No, not 2015. Wait, hold on. We're all typing. Yeah, I know. Now I got to look it up because I don't want to say the wrong thing.
0: Well, then I'll, I'll, I'll give you mine while you do your research. Okay. The Exorcist will always be like the scariest oh, yeah. movie. Yeah. Sure. It, it holds its, yeah. it, I don't know. It, even though technology is advanced and we have so much CGI these days, that yeah. is still a freaking spooky movie. Um, yeah. So that's that.
2: Oh yeah, okay. So The Witch, uh, it, it did come out in 2015, directed by Robert Eggers. It's, it's set like in the 1600s and it's shot so beautifully. And do you guys know the actor um, Anya Taylor-Joy? Mm-hmm. No, okay. She kind of like blew up. She was in uh, the Queen's Gambit. She was the main character. Oh, yes. Oh. That's her. So she's like a child, kind of, in this movie. It was like her first kind of big role. So
0: anyway, it's really good. You should check that one out. So you're, you're a Halloween person is what you're saying.
2: I mean... Yeah, mm-mm. I like the horror stuff, but I don't, like, I'm not going to, like, decorate my whole front porch with pumpkins and, like, I don't know. I don't get into the decoration stuff and the
0: costumes. Don't come to Camilla's house for king size
2: <laughs> well, No, we always have candy, but we don't have enough oh. kids in our neighborhood, so we just end up eating it all ourselves. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Of yeah. course. So, you so, know. Go ahead, Mark.
1: I will tell you as we go through, you know, it it usually does turn wetter, right, in September. And it doesn't, I just looked at the ensemble numbers while we were gabbing here.
2: And um, (laughs) Mark wants to get us back to business. (laughs) Mark's moving on.
1: No, but um, the next uh, 15 days, so more or less through the end of the month, the European GM, that's the Canadian, and the GFS models, none none of those give us more than a half inch of rain. European gives us 15 hundredths of an inch in the next 15 days. Well, wow. It's the ensemble average. So clearly we're going to, you know, got this trough coming through this weekend, maybe some ridging next week. All models seem to want to have some maybe stronger ridging towards the following weekend, the 23rd, or I think that's the date. So yep. um, fall is going to, yeah, it's fall, but um, temperature wise, but um, no, not much rain coming up.
0: Well, mm-hmm. we're already in about a half inch deficit, rainfall deficit this month. Did not mm. start off with much. And yeah uh i think you bring up a good point mark we are not out of the woods in terms of fire season we need to we need a good soaker to in order to you know dampen that cedar creek fire which could still put out a lot of smoke if, if we did have an east wind event and by the way there are some big fires burning in northeast oregon especially in the Wallawa mountains we've got that double creek fire which became the first mega fire of 2022 in the state of oregon um so yeah uh fall is here, but we, we need that soaking rain and don't like, or weather. is it,
1: is it really fall? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. 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 So is before it? we, before we jumped on this podcast or before we hit record, Camilla was asking, is it really fall guys? Is it really fall?
2: Some people, cause I literally just the other day, my friend posted on Instagram, she said something like, it's still summer. Da, da, da and I'm like, wait, do people think it's still summer? Is they, it still summer?
0: I had a lot of pushback when I was, okay. about fall, I, I still have some pushback that mm. meteorological fall is whether it's a hoax or it's just a made up thing or <laughs> cause hoax. that's on
2: that's right? on that's that falls on September 1st, right? So of course, so in sure. your head, that's when things switch to fall.
0: Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's, let's just look at it in terms of summer and winter. Camilla. Okay. Um, what are, what do you consider the warmest months of the year? Three months?
2: Uh, um, I would say June, July, August.
0: What about the coldest months of the year?
2: December, January, February.
0: Yep. Okay, so those three that you just stated are meteorological summer and meteorological fall, or excuse me, uh, meteorological summer, meteorological <laughs> winter. Um, okay. And in between, obviously, spring and fall. That this helps us with record keeping, and it, it, it makes a lot of sense weatherwise to break it into three parts. Or you know, three months, three month intervals. So the warmest, the coolest, etc. Um and that's the simplified version that I would approach it with. Mark, do you have anything yeah, to
1: add? That's perfect. And, and and the the other reason we do that is those are if you spread out across the northern and southern hemispheres, those are the coldest and the warmest months. You know, I mean they're switched, you know, southern hemisphere. But yeah, June, July, August if it spread out through the hemisphere it is those are the warmest three months. In Portland, September actually is slightly warmer than June. But on the flip side, it feels a lot different right now. Um, When we get the sunshine now, it is as weak as it is um, right at the end of March. Yeah. So the sunshine in June is much stronger. You get a sunbreak in June and it's like, oh my gosh, it's hot out here, even if it's only 72 degrees. Yeah. Um, It just, you know, days are much shorter. What have we lost? Two and a half to three hours of daylight since late June. So days are much shorter now than they are in June. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, you could say officially Noah's definition is like you said, Jeff, fall will be uh, September, October, November. The traditional is based on the calendar, which I always thought that was weird too, because if fall isn't starting to the sun is halfway down to its winter position next week, it's like that's when fall starts. It seems like that would be the beginning. And if you, if you look around different countries, they do it differently, too. There are places in Europe where it's like uh, the equinox is like halfway through fall. Like if you're in Norway, it's going to be snowing in November. So that's winter. I
2: don't know. All has to do with sun angle. I'm learning about this in my classes right now, you guys. That's right. Yeah. I had to calculate. So one of the things we had to do in class is calculate the sun angle based on your latitude and what time of year it is. We had the, uh, what was that thing called? It's like, it looks like a figure eight graphic.
0: Oh, uh,
2: yes. It starts with an A. uh, Anagram? No, that's not it. Isn't that something devilish?
1: <laughs> oh no, that's a pentagram. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, okay.
2: that's something. Yeah, that's with rearranging letters. Yeah, that's definitely not it. Uh, well, anyway, I know what you so, mean. The figure yeah. eight, the the path of the the, the sun. Yes, um, yes, and how many degrees it's changed. You can see like between yeah. each month how much it's changing. Yeah, kind of cool. Anyway,
0: it's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you also brought up the Coriolis effect, and Mark and I were like very excited to hear that term.
2: Oh yeah, so I actually texted Mark a picture of the the textbook. I'm like, Mark, it's happening. I'm learning about the Coriolis effect, and he sent me a really funny like gif back of a panda dancing.
0: Our young Camilla. Is <laughs> yeah, growing that's right. Up. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> yeah, Mar- Mark, our young Camilla is growing up. Right before our What eyes. was that? Our young Camilla. She's growing oh. up. Oh yes, she is. Yes, she is. I'm
2: blossoming into a weather nerd. I just want to yes. be as nerdy as you two someday. No, you do That's the dream. Yeah.
0: Don't be
1: cool. You'll be a cool weather nerd. (laughs) You know, I was going to say one other definition of summer. And I think this is, let's forget the meteorology and for regular people. Okay. Maybe like a lot of you regular folks listening. When I say regular, I mean not weather nerds maybe. Um, And I heard this on the 538 podcast I was listening to. They said most people consider consider it when they like first put a jacket on or first put, you know, it's related to clothing. When you come out in the morning, if you're having to change, you're you're done with your summer clothes, it's fall. Yeah. Right. I mean, that kind of makes sense. If you're consistently doing that, then you know it's fall which one would argue, uh, I guess here, you don't really need it yet. I don't know. I, mean, I was
2: gonna say that's tough in, in this part of the country because I feel like it's so temperate. You can kind of get away with a yes, t-shirt or kind of get yes. away with long sleeve for a lo- a good chunk of the year. Yeah, and what about Palm Springs?
0: Oh man, uh, they, yeah, they, they can't wait. It, it, it's usually things change in like late November. Thanksgiving is like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not really, sure. actually. I'm not kidding at all. Um, it's it's rough down there, but um, yeah, everybody has their own definition, but yeah. really it falls under two categories: it's meteorological fall or astronomical fall. And right. yeah, we know which way Camilla leans, and we we know which way Mark leans, and that's that. <laughs>
1: yep, we're all good now. Tell us about winter, Jeff. We're up to 36 minutes.
0: Oh wow. Well. <laughs> okay. Well, it looks like we could very much be facing third straight la nina Um, i'm going to take this straight from the NOAA climate prediction center's website la nina is favored to continue through the northern hemisphere winter 2022-2023 with a 91% chance september to november decreasing to a 54% chance january to march Um, and i'm gonna let the chief handle the definition of La Nina. I know many of us are aware of what it can do to our winter, but Mark, what is La Nina?
1: Well, after the third year, we should have it figured out. The definition should be pretty straightforward. It's the same as we had last year. It's a cooling of the tropical Pacific Ocean, um, not our part of the Pacific Ocean, down right along the equator. Um, And you think, well, how does that affect weather if it's just some other part of the world? Well, it's such a huge area that tropical Pacific is such a large part of the planet that um, it it basically the warm air um, can lead to more convection. It can lead to more cloud cover, precipitation, all sorts of things. It affects the weather and then those weather effects ripple out around the globe. And so basically if we have that a third year in a row, um, there you go. So, but like I said, that only accounts for the tropical Pacific. In the case of the Northern Pacific, it's very interesting. Most of the Northern Pacific has much above or above normal water temperatures, or much above. We're about average on the coastline right now, but um, pretty interesting. So that, but that's only one factor that plays into the winter. You know, there are lots of other things going on. You know, um, what's going on? You know, in our local ocean temperatures nearby um, and other stuff. So solar cycles probably play play a role as well
0: there are many different oscillations and patterns that take place globally, but yeah, we tend to focus on El Nino and La Nina. Uh, and La Nina tends to, um, cause the jet stream to get directed more so at the Northern tier of the country, uh, you know, specifically the Northwest. And that can lead to a more active pattern during the winter months. Um, more rainfall sometimes, cooler temperatures, bigger cold air dumps at times. Um, The Climate Prediction Center also gave their winter weather outlook, their seasonal precipitation outlook and temperature outlook for the months of December, January, February. And uh, the temperature outlook is – the odds are leaning toward below normal temperatures in most of northern Oregon and Washington, and that extends all the way to the upper Midwest, basically the northern tier of the country, to the Great Lakes, essentially. And the precipitation outlook is – not really leaning one way or the other for the Northwest. Um, the Upper Intermountain West, uh, there, it's the odds are leaning toward an above-normal precipitation stretch of, you know, three-month stretch. But mm-hmm. the Pacific Northwest is kind of like right in the in between, not above normal, not below normal, maybe just near normal. Uh, so, I guess that's about what we would expect. Uh, potential for cooler and maybe active parts of the winter. That's kind of how it's played out the past couple of winters. Is that correct?
1: You know what is interesting? Last winter we had near normal temps and precipitation in the end, but December was crazy. Tons of mountain snow, Mm -hmm. mid to late December. And then uh, there was a midwinter lull. There was no storminess for about seven weeks last winter. I had forgotten about that. I was just checking out the blog here. And I forgot that almost nothing happened from January 3rd or 4th until late February. It was very quiet. And as of mid-March, we had poor snowpack. Um. So um, that's funny. Wait, you guys, I'm looking at my, my weather blog post, and, and this is from, I think this is mid-March. My final thoughts, listen to this one. Oh. I think we have a communication issue with La Nina. Public slash media slash some forecasters believe La Nina equals cold, wet winters. Which hmm. that doesn't mean that. I mean, this last one was about as normal as it gets in the end. And as I recall, Jeff, remember the one before was our warmest La Nina winter, I think, in many, many years in Portland or the warmest on record. So,
0: yeah. um, Yeah. Well, we got to remember, though, what happened in April. (laughs) I know it's not a big deal, but we did have our latest winter or latest snow on record. Oh, it's it true. was
2: it was a big deal because Mark was on vacation. It was a very big deal.
1: Put, put the fork. In. <laughs> oh yeah, I <it> sure was. <laughs>
0: I saw the fork. <laughs> Nothing by happens the way. in April. I saw the fork behind the set today. Yeah, why out. was it there? I don't. know. I saw that
1: too. I don't. Who, know. who moved my
2: fork? You know oh, what? I didn't touch it. I don't we go did, back there.
0: We did get a new monitor in the weather center. Did you guys notice that? Oh yeah. No. Jeff, yeah. I had
2: to, did you notice I taped up all of the random crap we have oh, on the back that? of the man? I retaped don't, it all don't up. Don't
0: call the weather hall of fame crap. Okay.
2: Okay. You're right. Most of the stuff is useful. Why do we have weather term bingo? Why, why?
0: Come on.
1: Haley made that for me. That was our <coughs> beloved producer. Executive. By, the I mean, way,
0: by the way, if you were to ever step behind the big weather monitor that we stand next to when we start our weather forecast, um, RIP, uh, Brian McMillan and, Anne Campolongo's pictures are back there. They didn't die by the way, they're just not on the weather team anymore, but they are part of our <laughs> weather hall of fame. Oh yeah. That's and our...
2: that, that was the most important thing to get back up for sure. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. Thank you for doing that Camilla. We have a new monitor, yep. but yeah, I saw the, the fork back there. I think they were organizing things. I think they were moving things around, but, um, yeah, Mark, I think it is interesting. We we hear La Nina and people's, you know, the, the winter weather lovers, they get really excited and they think it's going to be a big year. You know who gets the, probably the most excited? Um, our local ski you? resorts. I, I oh. do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> get excited. But no. no, our ski resorts are very excited.
1: That's true. That is true. You know, wait, I got two other notes. So, hurry, suppose, yeah, this is why I'm saying I guess there's a communication issue. Um Last winter, that was the first time Salem and Portland have gone five winters without a sub-20 degree reading. Portland hasn't been in the teens, and neither has Salem in the last five winters. And then Portland hasn't had a daytime high temperature in the 20s in the last five winters. That's only happened one other time. So we just aren't getting um, um, as much cold. That's interesting. It
0: is Hmm. interesting. We have been trending warmer throughout the years, throughout the decades in terms of winter weather, sure. winter temperatures. I do wonder if we're going to have any, you know, if we're going to have a freakishly cold winter anytime soon. Cuz oh, we haven't no. had that while I've been here.
1: 2016-17. Oh no, you weren't here, were you?
0: No, I was not. That was big.
1: That one never ended. I was tired. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Gosh.
0: I hope that doesn't happen. Soon. Yeah, it was
1: a lot of work. Oh no.
0: I just hope that. Yep. I just hope Mark that you don't go driving home in a massive snowstorm like you did two years ago and you freaked all of us out. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Getting lost. All I think we need son. to wrap
1: this up, folks. Your son had to Because you know what? You. you know what, Jeff? We're going to have podcast after podcast to talk about the upcoming winter. We're going to talk true. about it in great detail, folks. Yeah. Let me we, tell you.
0: We will be busy. That is for sure, regardless. So thank you for joining us on episode 40 of the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. And hope you enjoy these last... Uh, you know tastes of summer because i guess in some eyes it is still summer but in most eyes it's <laughs> yeah fall is here so uh enjoy your uh, time this weekend no with the cool down and, we'll be talking and, soon. and tell us please tell us about the weather